Who called in the murder? Her neighbor. Apparently, they both hung out together. Probably shared food stamps. Both divorcees. The neighbor's name is Alice Bresky. According to her, they'd planned to see a movie at the mall Sunday afternoon. When she arrived, the door was open to crack. She said she called out, and when Amy Grant didn't answer, she entered the premises and found her floating in the bathtub. Well, not exactly floating. She was a big woman. More like anchored. Rick wasn't sure how to respond to the old detective's derisive comments. Brett just couldn't pass up the opportunity to come up with a flippant remark about the Vic. Rick had seen the same attitude before in older policemen, especially those on the verge of retirement. Maybe for them, wisecracking had become a way of dealing with the depressing aspects of police work. How many corpses had Detective Blatt seen in his long career as a homicide investigator? Perhaps it wasn't Blatt's inappropriate remarks that bothered Rick. It was the fact that he found Blatt's remarks darkly amusing, though he made it a point not to let Blatt know. He didn't wish to contribute to Blatt's wisecracking. It would only give him the wrong idea, egging him on. Could you show me the bathroom where the body was found? Sure, this way. The Taj here only has one. Rick had to navigate around a pile of dirty clothes as the old detective directed him down a narrow, dark hall. Looks like she didn't uh, like dragging her fat ass to the laundromat, Blatt said. Either that or she was piling up clothes to have a rummage sale. Near the end of the hall, Blatt motioned Rick to go into the bathroom while he stood outside. As Rick stepped onto the sticky linoleum floor, he noticed right off that the tub was still half full of dirty bathwater. There was also a dark ring traced above the waterline that had probably been there for years. So this is the spot, Rick said, standing over the tub. Yep, wrapped in a white sheet. Underneath the sheet, she was completely nude. Not a pleasant sight, to say the least. All that flab soaking up the water. Then over there, he pointed toward the toilet. Resting on the toilet seat, was a jar of honey. Yes, you mentioned that on the phone. A full jar of honey. Yeah, it appeared to be a new jar. Barely any honey missing. Apparently, the perp brought the honey with him. I think we can pretty much rule out that it was the Vicks. The CSI team found no evidence of honey anywhere in the house, and based on the Vicks' house-cleaning habits, or lack thereof, they would have probably found traces of honey somewhere if she'd been a consumer. So the jar of honey was right there on the toilet seat? Yeah, right smack in the middle of the seat. Top screwed back on. We didn't need to examine the body closely to see the Vic's lips had been plastered with it. It was hard to miss. Her pale skin highlighted her honeyed lips, made them glisten and look wet. It was easy to make the connection to the jar of honey. Of course, forensics later confirmed it. Anything else? Rick asked. Well, nothing that I haven't already mentioned. Nothing out of the ordinary. The murder occurred in the bedroom. Half the bed cover had been pulled off the bed, and we found one of her high heels between the bedroom and the bathroom. Apparently, Sweet Lips had been strangled first and then dragged into the bathroom. Strangled on her bed while the perp was poking her in her high heels, but she was nude otherwise. What a crazy scene. Getting her clothes off and dragging her to the bathroom must have been a major task. As you know, the victim was a big woman. I think the report stated she weighed 180 pounds. I'd have trouble dragging something like that around. She was definitely post-mortem dropped into the tub. I read in the report no ligature marks. Nope, it was a hand job. No pun intended, Blatt chuckled. He strangled her while he raped her. Strangulation marks indicate he was on top of her when he strangled her. 
It must have been like riding a water buffalo. Unfortunately, he didn't leave any trace evidence. No semen, no pubic hair trace, no blood under the nails, no fingerprints. Blatt's crass comment referring to the Vic as a water buffalo, though inappropriate, was funny. The thought that he, like Blatt's, could find humor in the reference troubled him. Maybe he was closer to retiring than he'd thought. You know, Agent Clark, I don't envy you. I prefer easier cases. Not this serial killer shit. I like cases you can close. How many of these crazy son-of-a-bitches ever get caught? They might be crazy son-of-a-bitches, but they're smarter than hell. That's usually part of the profile. By the way, did your serial killer have a penchant for beefy women? Whereas other Vic's big women? Botero models? Rick had to suppress a snicker over the Botero comment. Blatt's question was, after all, reasonable, although the language Blatt had expressed it in hardly befitted a law officer. No, a somatotype doesn't seem to be important. So it's not likely a copycat murder. I can't say that, but it doesn't strike me as a copycat murder. Too much in common with the other murders. Well, Agent Clark, you're the expert.